Welcome back to Spend, Donate, Invest. I'm your host. I go by Gigi. That's short for Ginnigimja. This podcast is all about the different ways that we can try to line up our values, what kind of society we'd like to help build, and what we're doing with our money on a daily basis. Most of the topics come from listener letters, and this podcast episode is no exception. So this is the second part of a two-part discussion. A listener letter came in asking for suggestions on building a socially responsible organization. In his case, I think he was talking about startups, but these suggestions really hold true whether you're starting a nonprofit or a for-business company, really in any industry. Last time we sort of laid the foundation or the groundwork for this conversation talking about where, how far we've come, I think, as a society in terms of thinking about corporate social responsibility, which sometimes felt like a add-on kind of slapped on to the side of a company versus I think the more modern take on building an organization, which is really um, thinking about how to embed the values into every aspect of how the organization runs. So last time in part one of this conversation, I think we laid the groundwork for this conversation, thinking about especially how to start by really identifying exactly which values you'd like to stand up for as an organization. So if you missed part one of the conversation, tune into that. Today, what we're going to talk about is the questions that you can ask yourself as you're starting your organization. I think there are a lot of opportunities in here to really walk the talk in terms of your values. So let's start with the first category, which is the structure of your organization. So we're going to talk through structure, employees, community engagement, environment, governance, and customers. Let's start with structure. So the first, probably one of the first decisions you're going to make for your organization after you've established exactly what your values are is the structure. If it's a for-profit company, you could decide to set it up as a co-op. For example, a cooperative can come in many different forms. The point is just that it's owned by a broader set of people than just a single founder. So you might have the ownership be spread out across employees. So it could be employee-owned, like King Arthur Flower, or it might be consumer-owned, like REI. You might set it up to be producer-owned, like Ocean Spray, or maybe some other cooperative structure. I pulled these examples from a website, which is just really clear and concise on this topic. I'll include a link in the show notes. But, you know, then again, you might choose a different structure for your organization. Maybe a co-op doesn't make sense for you, and that's definitely okay. There are other structures you might consider which can help you to really walk the talk in terms of those values that you outlined for your organization. Everything starts off with knowing what values you're really trying to stand up for. Second category of decisions to make where I think you have an opportunity to really to live out your values is thinking about employees. So first, first, let's think about the hiring process. How are your values integrated into your hiring process? Of course, if you're open and really upfront about your values, 
that is going to weed out some prospective applicants. And I think that's great. But you can go even further than that. You can incorporate a values check before you hire someone. So in addition to evaluating a candidate's hard skills or soft skills, you can also have a third component that you look at, which is whether or not their values align with your organization's. It is an extra step. It's going to take a little bit more work, but I definitely think it's less effort to do this up front when you're thinking about hiring someone versus realizing you've introduced some toxicity into your organization and needing to deal with that situation after the fact. Once you've hired the right employees, I want to encourage you to think about the pay and benefits that you're going to offer to your employees that help you to really live out your values. So are you aware of what a living wage is in your area? So not a minimum wage, but a living wage. How do you stack up compared to that? Are you scoping out the role so that it's an appropriate amount of work for one person? How are you going to set it up so that you're caring for your employees' well-being? So that can mean different things in different organizations. What is the benefit package? Especially if you're operating in the United States, that's huge. Not just to be competitive in hiring people, but as an expression of your values. How are you thinking about creating a safe and healthy working environment for your employees? Those are the first two the structure of your organization, and then the employees. Now let's talk about your community engagement. So when I think about the community and how your organization is really interacting with it, I start to think about some of the old ways we were talking about corporate social responsibility. You can check out part one of the discussion if you missed that. I think about literally giving back to the community cash, products, time, access, so your philanthropy, you might decide as you're founding your organization that you want to give away some percentage of your profits. Maybe you say like 5% of profits, we're going to give that away. And I know it can sound difficult to do that when you're just starting out and resources are tight, but I still want to encourage you to try to think about doing that from the very beginning. It can be easier to give away 5% of your tiny profits today or non-existent profits today if you're just starting out versus giving away 5% of your much bigger pile of cash someday. And I'm using 5% as an example here. The decision is obviously yours. You can go higher, you can go lower, whatever makes sense according to your value system. And you can change it. But I would encourage you to start with your ideal percentage that you're giving away And then adjust downward if you need to. I think it's easier to go in that direction than it is to start small and then to try to increase that percentage that you're giving away later on. When it comes to community engagement, I'm also thinking about all the ways that organizations will try to get their employees involved in the community. For example, in the last episode, I was uh, sharing the example of going to do Habitat for Humanity builds with my dad and his job. And as I was researching this episode, I was reading in the Harvard Business Review about a campaign 
at the Savings Bank of Walpole. They call it the Pay It Forward campaign. And what they do is they were giving um, teams of employees $700 to go out and to perform random acts of kindness in the community. And then the teams would report back and share with their colleagues what they did with the money. And so I think there you also start to get a little bit of that culture building that we talked about before, too. So we've talked about structure, employees, community. Let's talk about environment. So this is the next category of decisions about the environment. This can include all kinds of decisions like the sustainability in your own operations. So whatever kind of organization you're starting, I mean, it could be a beauty shop, right? Maybe you're cutting hair or you could be starting a tutoring company. The questions you can ask yourself are, you know, do you really need that office? For example, can you share an office space with another company, another organization? How are you thinking about your office materials, whatever that means for your industry, your power usage, your water usage, etc.? We have so many chances to make a decision that's aligned with our values. You can also think about the sustainability of your suppliers. So let's also think about the ripples out from your organization. How sustainable are your suppliers? Is that another opportunity for you to make some decisions that really align with your organization's values? So we're talking about the environment here, but you can imagine how, let's say you had chosen your your organization's overarching value is like diversity, equity, and inclusion. You could just as well be looking at your office space and your suppliers within that lens as well. So it all starts with investing the time up front to know what your specific values are going to be. Let's talk about governance. This is really about how your organization makes decisions. Depending on the structure that you chose for your organization, this is really going to affect how governance goes and how you kind of decide to do that as an organization. Because if you've set up a co-op, for example, then your members are going to be super involved in a much more democratic way in governing your organization. If you set up a different structure, you might think about governance differently. Within governance, I also want to encourage you to think through how you can use transparency as a tool for your organization to be more socially responsible and to really live out the values that you've identified for your organization. I think transparency can be one of the most powerful tools in everything that we've talked about so far today. Let's talk about customers. I think that's the last category here. So this is where you're thinking about how your organization can live its values and really walk the talk when it comes to how you're engaging with your customers, your clients. So immediately I'm thinking about businesses who engage in discrimination among some of their clients. The mortgage industry is well known to do this. I mean, the banking industry as a whole is infamous for this. I'm thinking about the tobacco industry, the lottery industry, the real estate industry, all industries that interact with vulnerable vulnerable groups. I mean, the healthcare industry. I'm going to stop <laughs> pointing out examples here. My point is just that we have a wonderful set of opportunities here when we think about 
you know, who we are targeting with our products and services and how we're targeting them. We have a a wonderful opportunity to really live out our values in a positive way. So for each of these categories, as you think about your decisions, I want to also encourage you to ask yourself, how will you know if you are successful? How will you know if you are sustainable in the way that you've planned to be sustainable? How will you know if your workers are paid fairly, if that's one of your values that you've outlined for yourself? Is there a regular review that your organization's going to do? Are you going to self-evaluate? Are you going to bring in a third party? Are you going to seek some kind of certification, like applying to become a B Corp? or signing a public pledge? And are there any specific metrics that you can tie to your goals? Also, how are you going to celebrate those wins? Especially as a new founder, I think you'll benefit from building in some wins to celebrate some milestones that once you hit them, you can really cheer your successes and kind of give yourself more energy to to go to the next stage. I love the idea of celebrating wins relating to adhering to your values that you set for your organization. And in fact, if you are building an organization right now and you want someone to celebrate your wins in terms of really living out your values, I'd love to cheer you on. So to recap this two-part episode, starting an organization is the perfect time to bake in your values. Start by deciding what specifically you want your organization to stand for. And consider these six categories as areas where you can start making decisions today that are going to align with your values. First, structure. You might decide on some sort of a co-op or another structure that makes sense according to the values you're trying to live. Second, employees, can you add a component of your hiring process that screens for the same values you're trying to build? How are you going to pay your employees in alignment with your values? How are your employee benefits going to reflect that as well? How are you going to create a safe and healthy working environment? Community, how do you want your organization to engage with your community? Is philanthropy a part of your practice? employee volunteer type of programs. Environment. Do you have an opportunity to practice green office strategies to reduce your organization's environmental harm? Do you have suppliers that you can also engage according to those values? Governance. How will your organization make decisions? Is there a way to do this in alignment with whatever your values are? Can you use transparency as a tool? And finally, customers. Who do you target and how do you target them? Is this in alignment with your values? How can you take a values-centered approach to engaging with your customers? Okay, I'll stop there. Thanks again to the listener who sent in the request for this topic. Welcome to all the new listeners that have joined in to hear some suggestions on building a more socially responsible organization. This podcast is all about aligning our politics and our money. So if you're wondering about another topic, someone else is probably wondering about it too, please drop an email anytime. The show's email address is spenddonateinvest at gmail.com. If you want, you can also check out the backlog. There are about 100 episodes or so for this 
podcast, you can go to the website, which is spenddonateinvest.world. Again, that's spenddonateinvest.world. You can also sign up for the monthly-ish newsletter. Absolutely no spam anytime. You can sign up for the newsletter on the website, or you can drop an email to the show and get added that way as well. If you are out there and you're building your own organization right now, I hope that the conversation in this episode and the last one were helpful. I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line anytime. That's all for today. Let's talk again soon.